Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda, and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. When you're first starting your adoption journey, you may be struggling to determine what type of adoption is right for you, or you may be struggling to even understand all of the different terms that you're hearing people use when it comes to adoption. I know that I spent a lot of time on Google and then spent way too much money talking to an attorney to really understand all of the different types of adoption. But that's exactly what we're going to cover in this episode. In this episode, I'm going to break down all the different jargon and we're going to cover the different types of adoption so that you can be on your path to determining which type of adoption is right for you. If you haven't already done so, please take just a moment to subscribe or follow the podcast. And if you're loving the content you're hearing, I sure would appreciate a rating and review as well. Okay, so to answer the question, which type of adoption is right for me, we first need to understand the different types of adoption. Now, I want you to hear me say that I'm not considering foster care or international adoption in this video, but those are definitely two different forms of adoption that you can consider as well. But it's honestly not my zone of genius and not the areas that most people turn to me for information on. So there are tons of other videos here on YouTube and other resources for that. And if you're really stuck, always reach out and I'm happy to redirect you to those. Okay, so I'm going to list each type of adoption as kind of an overview. Then we're going to talk about each one just a little bit more in detail. Okay, so the very first type of adoption would be surrogacy. And yes, surrogacy can be considered adoption in most states, actually. Second is embryo adoption. Third, working with an adoption agency. Fourth, an adoption attorney fifth, an adoption consultant, or sixth, even self-matching your adoption, which also goes by the name private adoption, independent adoption, um, identified adoption. There are a lot of terms for that. So that one gets really tricky and confusing. But let's, as I said, let's start at the top and talk about each one a little bit more. So we have a level set on definition. Okay. So the very first type of adoption we're going to talk about is surrogacy. Now, surrogacy is recognized as adoption in many states because that is the paperwork side, if you will, of what needs to be completed in order for you to raise this child that someone else has carried in their body. And now there are some states where surrogacy is not considered adoption, but rather a legal agreement. And I have a full list of those states inside of the private adoption program where I walk you through that. Uh, But that's definitely research you can also do on your own if you would like. But the gist of it is it's you need to know when it comes to surrogacy that some states recognize it as adoption, while other states recognize it as a legal agreement, and there's different legal paperwork. And if you're interested in surrogacy, this is also important to know that there are surrogacy agencies out there that specialize in just that. They specialize in matching hopeful intended parents is what they're called versus adoptive parents um, that match hopeful intended parents with gestational care carriers or surrogates. So that's always, um, you know, something I would recommend that you look up if that's something you're interested in. 
but that's the first type of adoption. Now, the second type of adoption, which is a little more akin to that, would be embryo adoption. And in this situation, these embryos are likely already formed and they are typically frozen and you would ultimately be matching with the biological parents of those embryos through an embryo adoption agency. And then once you match with biological parents for those embryos, then those embryos would actually be transferred to you. And that transferring act is actually what begins the legal process in most cases for adopting embryos, because you're actually adopting the embryos before you then have them implanted either in yourself, um, if, you know, if you're able to carry children or into a surrogate. And so those actually embryo and surrogacy can actually go, you know, together, um, because you will need genetic material, obviously, when you're working with a surrogate as well. So, but from an embryo adoption perspective, it's also important to know that there are some states where, uh, embryo adoption is actually, and surrogacy for that matter, is actually illegal. So like the state of Oklahoma comes to mind. That is actually not something you can do in those states. Now you can reach agreements and other various and sundry ways to work around it. I'm not an adoption attorney. You need to speak to one. Um, but it is important to note that that is really kind of the legal side of embryo adoption in addition to like how it physically works, right? So you're going to match and then you're going to have the embryos transferred into your possession, typically at your fertility clinic. And then ultimately you'll have those embryos transferred into a suitable host or a suitable womb in order to carry them. It's so hard to talk about this, these things in like professional terms, right? Like it's like, okay, you're going to transfer it to the person that's going to carry it. Like, anyway, just thanks for the grace and, and understanding that I'm human and working through all of these things too. Okay, so the next type or the third type of adoption, which is probably the most traditional type of adoption, would be an agency adoption. Now, when it comes to agency adoptions, there this is, again, the one that people most likely think about. They think, you know, I'm going to go work with an agency and an agency is going to match me with expectant parents. And then I'm going to be given the opportunity to parent a child as a result of that. What's important to know is that there are different types of agencies that you you could potentially come across. You could come across national agencies. So those agencies that are really uh, work across all states in order to match you. Then there are regional agencies that may work on, you know, maybe three or four states. And then there are local agencies. And each one of these types of different agencies are all going to have their own requirements, restrictions. So they may not work with certain types of couples. You may need to be married or you may need to have been married for a certain number of years or have a religious affiliation. There are all kinds of different requirements from these different agencies. So the other thing that is really important to note with these agencies is that each of them have a different business model. And it is for them a business, even though for us, it's the way we form our family. For them, it's a business. So some of them will actually do everything from the home study all the way through finalization, while other agencies are only going to pick and choose certain services to offer you and they're going to require you to fulfill those other services yourself. So let me give you an example. So a big national agency that a lot of us probably know would 
actually require you to work with them on a home study. And then they would work with you on your profile. And then they would actually share your profile with expectant families. Then they're going to support expectant families throughout the process of helping to ensure that they have medical care and that they, um, you know, have living expenses and all of those types of things. Then they're going to work with you to finalize the adoption once baby's born and really kind of handle things all the way throughout the entire process. There are other agencies that are going to be more focused on just helping you match your adoption. And then there are going to be yet even other agencies that don't help you match, that just help you with all the support services that really surround you in the adoption process. So it's important that you know, one, the different types of agencies and where they focus on matching and then what the process is like so that you can really pick the right one for you when it comes to um, understanding that as adoption agency as kind of an option for you when you're choosing your method of matching. Okay, so the fourth type of adoption is using an adoption attorney. Now that may seem a little confusing because you may think, well, you have to have an adoption attorney in order to make your adoption legal. And that is totally true. You do. But there are some adoption attorneys that also actually provide matching services as well. And so you can, again, similar to the agency model, they all have a different kind of approach when it comes to their business model. Some attorneys really kind of mimic a full service agency model, while some attorneys are like, you go find the match and I will just finalize and make your adoption legal. And then others kind of have a middle ground approach where they will actually provide some support services for the expectant family, but no support services for the hopeful adoptive family. And then also ask you to find an expectant family to match with on your own. Now, it is important to note that the majority of adoption attorneys out there are all only allowed to work in one state. Now, the adoption law firm may work in multiple states because they may have an attorney that is actually licensed in another state, um, but you're typically not going to see that. That's not a very typical practice. Typically, though, your adoption attorney will have a network of other attorneys that they are willing to work with in other states. So, for instance, in in our um, adoption, we had an opportunity potentially in another state and our adoption attorney reached out to one of their colleagues in another state and gained an understanding of the laws and things of that nature to help guide us through the process uh, when it came to, to one of our opportunities. So again, adoption attorneys can seem a little confusing on the surface, but it's because they can really play this like dual purpose role, if you will. So if that's something you're considering, of course, those are questions you need to ask throughout the interview process. There's a ton of other questions that you need to ask. And I cover all of that um, inside one of my programs where you are actually working through picking out your partner. But that's a little bit further down in the process of what you need to do versus where you are at the moment, which is really choosing the right method of matching for you, right? Okay. The next is an adoption consultant. Now, an adoption consultant is basically someone who helps you throughout the matching process. Their job is to network you with more agencies and more attorneys in order for you to have an opportunity to match your adoption. They are typically not going to be the person that gives you, you know, any sort of home study recommendation, any sort of legal recommendations or anything like that for your particular area. Instead, their job really is just to get more eyeballs on your profile. And how an adoption consultant actually works is that you pay them a flat 
fee, if you will, in order to be shown your profile to be shown to other families. Now, some of them require that fee to be spent up front as an investment before they go start working on your behalf, while yet others actually don't require any sort of investment until the they present you an adoption opportunity. And so then they would present you the opportunity and they would say, if you want to be submitted to this opportunity, now you need to pay my fee. What is important to note is that 99.9% of adoption consultants' fees are not um, guaranteed if the adoption doesn't move forward. So if you choose to present yourself to an opportunity and that opportunity doesn't move forward, then their fee is actually done. And so if you wanted to be presented to another opportunity, then you would pay another fee. Um, and so again, those are really important questions when you're interviewing an adoption consultant um, to really get to the heart of so that you understand. Now, there are some trade-offs, right? Because once you actually work with that adoption consultant, you're not only paying them a fee, but then you're paying all of the other fees that you would have paid to that agency um, as well. So just important things to note. Okay, so our final type of adoption, self-matching adoption, private adoption, independent adoption, identified adoption. It all really means the same thing, which means that you as the hopeful adoptive parent are finding an expectant parent to match with on your own. Now, I have like a gazillion videos and podcasts on this topic. So if this is something you want to learn more about, definitely dive into those videos and in podcasts to listen and learn more about that. But what's important for you to know when it comes to self matching your adoption, that's what I call it, self-matching your adoption, that really what you do is you are going to go through understanding the legal process and then you're going to get your home study done and you're going to create a profile and you're going to share your profile. And then once you match with an expectant family, it's important that you have the right support services lined up for both yourself and for her in order to really kind of move throughout the next phase, if you will, of the adoption journey. Okay, so there you have it. Just kind of a general overview of the different types of adoption. And if you need to dive deeper in those, be sure and check out this video that'll be linked in the show notes so that you can go and get a deeper dive into the different ones, okay? So now let's answer the question, which type of adoption is right for me? And so I have a four-step process to helping you find your perfect adoption pathway. And I have a free training resource that I'll share with you as well to walk you again through this a bit more in depth so that you can really be equipped to pick which one is right for you. Okay, so the very first thing is for you to understand all of your adoption options. Now, I gave you a brief overview here. It's not nearly in depth enough. And so I do want you to make sure that you do additional research here because I would not want you to make a decision after watching, you know, three or four minutes of this video to really understand about those adoption options. You need to to dive deeper and do a little bit deeper work there, okay? All right, the second thing is you need to understand what you want out of your adoption journey. What do you want the journey of itself to be like? And then what do you want after the adoption journey? And I really call this casting your vision because you can't get to the destination of where you want to be unless you understand where that is, right? So you need to spend some quiet time and asking yourself some key questions to really get clear on what you want your life to be like so that will help you 
pick which type of adoption is ultimately right for you. The third step is aligning with your partner. You need to be in congruency with your partner when you go throughout your adoption journey. And if either one of you is kind of, you know, doubting if this is the right type of adoption that's right for you, then it's going to just make the process a lot more difficult, my friend. Now, hear me say that it is totally common to have a driver of the adoption and more of a passenger of the adoption. And sometimes that can be frustrating, I know, uh, firsthand, but you need to have those open and honest conversations. But know that there typically is one person that tends to take charge of the situation, really kind of keep pushing you forward into the next step. And that is totally normal. And don't feel alone if you're in that situation. You always have the My Adoption Coach Facebook group there to support you. And as your private place to vent should you need that support. Okay, friend? Okay, so the fourth and final step in determining which type of adoption is right for you is really answering that question and really making an informed decision after you've done all of this research. Again, this is not something that you're going to complete throughout this, you know, 10 or 15 minute video or podcast that you're watching or listening to. This is something that you really need to dig deeper into. Okay, so there you have it. That's the four step process to determining which type of adoption is right for you. But I would really encourage you again to dig deeper here so that you make this really critical decision in an efficient manner, but in an informed manner. And in order to help you do that, I've put together a free training video for you that you can find over at myadoptioncoach.com backslash pathway. And that's going to walk you through this process a bit more in depth and give you the access to resources that will really help you along the way. Because remember, anything's possible with the right plan and support. And I'm here with you every step of the way. I'll see you soon, friend.